A Karen pretends to be the HOA president, the homeowners association president, and gets caught. I live in a small town in the deep south. I have lived on this corner in my neighborhood for over 25 years. In the last five years or so, my neighborhood has really been up and coming with very nice new construction. My house was very old and worn out, so in 2021, I tore it down and built a new one in its place. I just moved back four months ago. I am recently retired local law enforcement, and I am enjoying some well-deserved rest. Last week, I was enjoying watching some reruns on my sofa when my doorbell rang. I quickly checked the camera and saw a white SUV parked out on the street and some middle-aged woman I had never seen before standing at my door. I opened the door to greet her. She introduced herself as Karen, the president of the HOA. I just looked at her. She said she hadn't heard from me about my HOA dues. She said she sent me a couple of letters, then tried my door a few times. I just grinned. I told her I received the letters, but threw them away thinking it was a scam. There is no HOA. There never has been and never will be. Clearly, she didn't realize that I am the same guy who lived in the old white house on the same corner. She noticed my fairly thick southern accent and started talking down to me like I was some kind of ignorant bumpkin. Through her condescending smile, she told me that since I am new to the neighborhood and obviously didn't understand how things work here, and if I didn't bring my delinquent HOA dues up to current, she would put a lien against my house, and if I still refused to pay, she could take my house. Then she gave me that arrogant smile again and asked if I could afford to lose my home over a few missed payments. The pleasantness left my face, and I moved into that deep, serious voice I developed early in my police career. You just threatened to take my home through illegal means. You are trespassing on my property. You will leave right now. If you ever return, I will shoot you where you stand. She started to say something, but I leaned towards her and continued, I am not threatening you. I am telling you, if you ever step foot on my property again, I will put several holes through your body. You will die right here in front of my door. Now leave. Obviously, I'm not actually going to shoot an unarmed woman, but she didn't know that. The seriousness of my voice did the trick and frightened her away. She stumbled backwards and very quickly walked back to her SUV. I figured she would just call the police, so I sat there watching the camera. I could see her sitting in her SUV talking on the phone. Sure enough, about five minutes later, the local police department arrived. Did I mention that I am retired local law enforcement? Many of the local guys trained with me back in the day when I was still in uniform, and most of them worked with me when I was a department analyst. Yeah, they all know me, and they know that this is my house. As I watched the camera, I saw the cop get out of his car. It was a friend, Bob. I watched as he stood out in the street talking to the frantic Karen. I can only imagine what she was telling him. As I saw him start to approach the house, I stepped outside. Karen began to follow him up my driveway, but I pointed and told her she was not a lot of my property. And now get! Bob turned to her and told her to stay back. But my little now get statement infuriated her, which was the point. She tried to push Bob but he grabbed her arm to stop her. She turned and shouted at him to let her go. Then she slapped Bob in the face. That ended about as well as you'd imagine. Still holding her arm, Bob maneuvered her face down on my 
my driveway and handcuffed her. She was still screaming some rather rude things. By now, I was out by the street with them. I gave Bob a cute smile and asked him if that hurt. He gave me a nasty look and tried not to laugh. All of this commotion had the neighbors out as well. One of the newer neighbors came up to me to ask what was going on with the HOA lady. HOA lady? I asked him to clarify. He said that when he moved in around eight months ago, she had introduced herself as the HOA president and he had been paying HOA dues to her ever since. Bob overheard this and gave me the look. He got her up and into the back of his patrol car and then called a detective. The detective, Shirley, arrived and started taking statements, then started knocking on doors in the neighborhood. Apparently, this Karen has been scamming most of the newer people in my neighborhood for over a year for their HOA dues. She was arrested for battery on law enforcement and resisting arrest and is awaiting the state attorney's office to build a felony case for her HOA scam. Since she has money and she is not a local and a definite flight risk, she will be held on an insanely high bail. I have a feeling some people are going to hear this and get some ideas for scamming, but as you can see here, they take this really seriously. I hear about HOAs getting cracked down on all the time. In fact, in some places, there's actually a department specifically for going after HOAs that either take advantage of people that they are taking HOA dues from or for mismanaging money or sometimes even for just embezzling the money themselves. But this in some ways is almost worse than all of that because this person wasn't even an HOA member, let alone an HOA president because there is no HOA. So she just made up a fake role in order to collect money from all these people. And it makes me wonder how many people out there are successfully getting away with this year after year. Because if it took a full year for this lady to get caught, Imagine how many people out there haven't been caught yet. But depending on how many people she's been doing this to, she might have been making a lot of money because some HOAs can be crazy high. I know in certain places in New York, for example, there's HOAs that are over $500 a month, $700 a month for really expensive places. But no matter how much the HOA fee is, if you do it to enough people, it's going to add up to a lot of money. So let me know what you would do if you're in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why. I walked into a pharmacy wearing scrubs so a Karen appointed me as the head doctor. So little old groggy me, a medical intern, is finally leaving the hospital after a 36-hour-long shift, the second of this week. It's a Friday, and I'm really looking forward to everything to go dark as soon as my head hits the pillow, but first, I need to go to a pharmacy. In my country, some pharmacies have a small adjacent lab where COVID tests can be taken, and a few lab technicians, chemists, and general practitioners may be found to do certain procedures, run tests, and make common diagnoses. Here's the thing. They are all wearing the full one-piece white hooded suits and protective gear you all have seen so often. I am wearing surgical scrubs. So in enters a very sleep-deprived little old me to the pharmacy who immediately goes on to examine the toothpaste and toothbrushes. After a while, I hear a throat being cleared. (coughs) So I say, oh, my bad, and scoop over closer to the shelves to let the person walk by. Wrong answer. The person replies, No, I need you to take a look at me. The line to the appointment area is too long. Confused, I turn and see an all-too-familiar look. A curly, bleached, shoulder-length haircut, blue eyelid makeup that looks more like two slapped-in post-it notes than anything else, eye-searing lipstick, and pink glistening claws to go along with a predatory cat pattern top. 
shop. Oh, uh, I don't work here, I reply. Knowing it won't do, I say, I work in a hospital. I say this, hoping it is enough justification for Karen to understand why I'm dressed the way that I am. She, of course, dismisses my claim and says that I must work here as I am, quote, uniformed and stacking shelves. Yikes. The Karen's logic. I simply reply, no, but I'm sure an employee will be happy to help you. Karen replies with, you are a healthcare worker. Why don't you help me? As an intern, I don't even have my degree yet and I can't and shouldn't do much even if I wanted to. I simply reply, I'm not on duty and I don't. She snaps her fingers at me and says, hey, I paid for my ticket just like everyone else, so you will see me. I tell her again, I don't work here, and I have no obligation to do some random consults on the wild whenever you please, lady. A floor tile nearly broke upon the agaping of her jaws. At this point, she is pissed. As if summoned by her indignation, a manager walks over and asks if all is well. Karen seizes her opportunity to talk faster than you can blink. No! This employee is very rude! I want him fired! The manager says, um, ma'am, he does not work here. Our employees wear... He works here! Stop trying to cover for him! You need to fire him now! His behavior is unacceptable! He refuses to help me! Ma'am, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop harassing our customers or leave. Karen, who is now enraged, letting out a hybrid between a roar and a sigh, says... of you people to treat a customer like this. This is outrageous. She slaps the products off the closest shelf, sending items flying onto the manager and me, an accusatory pink clawed index finger flying erratically. I will not give you sphincter holes any business, and I hope this putrid little pharmacy goes under. She storms off, huffing and puffing. I hurry off to pay and leave before she looks at the appointment ticket, still clutched in her other hand, and realizes she paid for something she has not used and decides to return, demanding a refund or worse, attention. I exit the pharmacy and movement catches my eye. I turn and see Karen inside her SUV foaming from the mouth, clutching her steering wheel and violently pushing and pulling herself. Then she sees me. The horror. I walk faster, trying not to look at her. She lowers a window and starts screaming some more at me. I ignore her and hurry up to my escape pod on wheels. My escape was successful. Was I the jerk? Apparently, this is a somewhat common thing. A lot of people in response to this said that whenever they have to wear scrubs and they go into any pharmacy or any place where other people that are working there are wearing scrubs, pretty much every customer just thinks that they also work there, even if the scrubs don't look anything like how theirs look. I assume this probably happens all the time with a nurse that gets off of work and goes somewhere and people think that because of the scrubs that they work in whatever place they're in. And as some people pointed out, even receptionists in certain places wear scrubs, which obviously doesn't make them automatically a doctor or something, someone who can give you a consultation about your health issues. The OP actually handled this very calmly. I know a lot of people that would probably blow up in the face of the Karen in a situation like this, but he kept his cool and snuck away to his escape pod. But what would you do if this was you after a 36 hour shift and you were just trying to go to the pharmacy to get home and go to sleep as fast as possible? Let me know down below. Am I the jerk for quote, imposing my culture, even though I thought I was just being nice? Even though I, a 23 year old female, am American, my parents are immigrants and therefore have a different cultural upbringing than most. One of the things that was always hammered into my head from a young age was to always, always 
always bring a small gift when visiting anyone's house. It doesn't matter if it's a family or friends or that one person you kind of know but don't really like. Bringing something is a must. My boyfriend, who's 28 years old and I have been dating for almost four years now, and since we both work from home, he suggested we make dinner with his parents a weekly thing since we haven't been able to see each other very much for obvious reasons. I love his parents, so obviously I agreed. Every week, I make sure to bring something small to show my appreciation for them cooking for us, always using my own money, a small bottle of wine, their favorite dessert, some flowers, etc. And they always thank me for it. This has been going on for a few months and absolutely didn't notice anything out of the ordinary until yesterday when my boyfriend and I were preparing to head over. I'd gotten a cute vase of daffodils since... Luckily, I'd found some in bloom and my boyfriend's mom really loves them. But my boyfriend suddenly got really mad and asked why I kept bringing stuff over every week like his parents were a charity case. And honestly, I got super confused and asked him what the problem was and that I've always done this with everyone, including friends, since we met. That it was a cultural thing. But he got even more mad and told me to stop imposing my culture on everyone. And it's weird since I'm white. At that point, I didn't feel like going anywhere with him and just gave him the flowers and went for a walk while he drove over to dinner by himself. After he came home, he still had the flowers, which he gave to me and told me he was sorry. But his parents really were super annoyed with me constantly bringing stuff over like they can't take care of themselves. And later on, I got a text from his dad asking me not to come over for dinner anymore. Now, my boyfriend's giving me the cold shoulder unless I give his parents a huge apology. But I really, truly don't feel like I'm in the wrong for trying to be nice to them. So, am I the jerk for imposing my culture even though I thought I was just being nice? This situation is totally ridiculous and very snake-like. If the parents really had that much of a problem to drive them to the point of having to send a text to tell them not to come over anymore or to go through their son in order to get the message across that they didn't like that, that is just so weirdly cowardly about something you could easily bring up in private with that person one-on-one. I mean, you're seeing them every single week. It's not like you didn't have an opportunity to say something. And to jump to the conclusion that they think the OP is bringing stuff over because they are a charity case is a very insecure way of going about it other than just asking, hey, what's up with bringing all this stuff over? And her being white has nothing to do with anything. I don't know why that's even brought up in this entire discussion. I guess the meaning is supposed to mean that she doesn't have culture, but yet he says that she shouldn't be imposing her culture. So which is it? Does she have culture or does she not have culture? I honestly think most people would be pretty hurt here by being blindsided like this because she put a lot of thought, time, and money into these gifts only to find out that not only were they not appreciated, they were seen as some sort of insult to them being a charity case. Maybe you have a totally different take on this. Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for telling my wife she should get a nose job? I'm a 31-year-old male and I love my 30-year-old wife. We've been married for three years and there's nothing about her I would change except she's really insecure about her nose and that she gets aggressive over it when I try to comfort her. For as long as I remember, she has always hated her nose and mentions it every day. And when I would try to comfort her and tell her she's beautiful and she doesn't have to change anything, she would get aggressive and yell that I'm a liar. Two weeks ago, she got a raise at her job and today she suggested the idea of getting a nose job. I said that if she's insecure about it to the point that it's affecting her mental health, then she should get one. She got extremely upset over this and said that I should have 
said no to the idea. She left her house to go to her mother's house and I haven't been able to get in touch with her since. So am I the jerk for telling my wife she should get a nose job? These are some deep level mind games at play here. The husband is clearly saying this out of a caring type of way because if she's screaming at him that he's a liar when he says that she's fine the way she is, he probably just recognizes, hey, she's got some serious issues going on. Maybe this will help her and is trying to suggest that. I mean, there's no way that he can win in this situation. And by win, I mean just not be a bad guy here. Why would she even bring it up if she was expecting for him to have a specific answer? That's just such a weird way to go about it. I think that this whole situation is probably wrecking more damage on her mind than she maybe even realizes. But if this was your significant other and this is how they felt for three years and then they presented this, what would you say? And let me know jerk or not a jerk down below.